for this gentleman and his counterparts across the country as Division I baseball gets ready to crank up, and that includes at Wofford College, a team we followed with great interest last year. Felt like they were an NCAA tournament team. They were. The NCAA just didn't realize it. As we say hello to the head baseball coach now entering his 16th season as the head boss of the Terriers, Todd Interdonato, back to Sports Talk here this evening. Coach, how you doing? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me on, guys. Oh, it's our pleasure. Always enjoy chatting with you. So after what occurred with your baseball team last year in such a solid year, coming to a bitter end, I'm sure, not making the NCAA tournament, how was your offseason in trying to retool and get back to the Southern Conference championship level you had last year? Well, the summer was pretty miserable. Um, you know, my wife and I said pretty regularly we never thought 42 and 16 would turn into a summer of tears and misery, but it did. Um, but then once you get back to campus in early September, you know, you kind of take a deep breath, for lack of a better word. You just kind of take a deep breath, reset, and say, all right, like, you know, the climb starts over again. So, but we've had a great, we've had a great fall. We've had a great pre-spring. Um, you guys mentioned the weather's been good. You know, so we've been able to, to get a lot of good work in, and, you know, we're just looking forward to Friday. What do you like most about your team thus far? I would assume there's still some unknowns, but going into the season opener on Friday, what do you like most about your club? It's a tough group, man. This is just a tough group. I was having a conversation with a coaching friend today, and, you know, this is my 18th year here, and, you know, this is this is the hardest I've ever coached a team, um, and I think this is the hardest our staff has ever coached a team, and I feel like they've just – embrace it so you know i like their toughness i like their resiliency you know they seem they seem to be confident at this point um so i would i would tell you that's what i like most about them Todd Interstonado, the head baseball coach at Wofford College, our special guest here tonight. Wofford getting set to open up the baseball season as all their counterparts at the Division I level are on Friday. They'll host Southern Illinois this coming weekend in a three-game set. We'll talk about the schedule momentarily. And, Coach, you talked about coaching your team as hard as you ever have at Wofford. What, what exactly does that mean? How hard have you coached your team? What have you done that maybe is a little bit different than what you've done in the past? You know, I think we're pretty. I think we're a pretty demanding group. Um, you know, especially when you look at what those guys have to deal with academically. Um, you know, our guys aren't taking fake classes and allowed it. You know, out at 11 a.m. Um, you know, those guys are challenged on the other side of campus just as hard as they are on our side. Um, you know, but just really talking about, you know, just putting more things in earlier, trying to coach to a, a higher IQ than we have in the past. Um, you know, just a higher standard, a little bit higher level of expectation you know, a little more demanding, uh, a little more in the details, um, just, you know, just a little more, a little more of an edge, I guess you would say. Um, I would tell you collectively that, you know, I don't think, you know, I don't think this program um, will ever be the same after what everything that transpired last year. And, you know, we've always, you know, we've always felt like the little brother, um, you know, we've always felt like, you know, we're not taking that seriously because we're at a high academic school and we're a mid-major school. And that proved to be right on a national stage last year being left out. And I can tell you, man, our, our guys are pissed. <laughs> like, like They're pissed. Like there's, there's nothing like, oh, that was a great year. Oh, shucks. We just missed out. I mean, there's a lot of MFing and, you know, a lot of bitter feelings. And a lot of those guys are still here. And I don't, I don't feel like a lot of them have let go of it. 
I can't blame him, Coach. I feel the same way. I was so disappointed that your team did not get qualified for the NCAA tournament, not just the record, and I was talking with Phil about this earlier, and we certainly referenced it last year. You had some quality non-conference wins, most notably that series victory at Dallas Baptist. Did you ever get an explanation from anybody on the committee, and my guess is probably no, as to what was the biggest blemish on your on your resume? Um, you know, I, I never asked. Um, you know, I never asked. Um, you know, I got, you know, I got a phone call from, you know, the committee members, the head of the committee, um, you know, and they, they, uh, I think the line from was, Hey, we really appreciate you handling this professionally. And I think my line was, I have not handled this professionally. I just didn't call you and let you know how I handled it. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I just, look, I, I think you don't get an explanation because everybody knows it's the logo. Like, it, it's not the resume, it's not the RPI, it's not the win and loss, it's not how we won the league. Like, it's our logo. Like, so anybody can say whatever they want, but our logo kept us out, and I can't change our logo. Todd Interdonato, the head baseball coach at Wofford College. The Terrier logo getting on display here tonight on Sports Talk as they get ready to open up the season. All right, with that as the backdrop, Coach, how do you get back with the current team you have and maybe take it to that next step? Walk us through some of the guys you're going to be counting on and some of those guys who maybe are playing with a chip on their shoulder after what happened last year. So, you know, the, you know everything obviously in our sport starts on the mound. And, you know, we return our Friday night starter, Matthew Marshall, and, you know, he had a phenomenal year last year. Uh, I thought he had a case to be the SOCOM pitcher of the year last year. Um, you know, didn't get it, which was fine. There were a lot of good candidates. You know, he's been nominated as the preseason pitcher of the year. And, you know, he looks as good as he's ever looked. So we are extremely confident being able to play behind him. You know, having that, having a guy like that that can go out there in game one of every series and you feel like is going to be better than whoever he's matched up against is obviously a huge advantage. Bringing back Colson Buchanan, who started as a freshman last year, which is no small feat on the weekends. You know, he's able to return and, you know, he'll slide into that number two spot with just having that experience, you know, and his success really bodes well. And then you go down and, and look in the bullpen between a guy like Luke Stevens and Holden Wilder, guys that, you know, were able to pitch late in games. And, mm-hmm. you know, I would tell you that, you know, Luke was probably our most reliable pitcher in the last month of the season. And being able to bring him back and, and have him there is, is great. So, you know, that is on the pitching side of the ball. And then on the position player side, you know, Ryan Galaney, who, you know, I think has player of the year potential. Um, you know, he's back. He'll hit in the middle of our lineup. Jack Runwick anchors our, our infield playing at shortstop. And then a guy like Trey Younger. And then, you know, we've we've added some good pieces. And Bryce Martinez, I mean, we just – you know, everybody, you know, I feel like the joke is like, oh, you, you know, you lost some guys and you're like, well, well yeah, like they graduate. <laughs> like this isn't, not everybody's <laughs> on a 10 year deal. So, you know, and shockingly we saw graduation coming. Like we were, we were ready for that. It wasn't like they departed free agency out of nowhere. Um, so you just, you know, you just feel good about your group. And, but at the end of the day, I mean, it just, it just comes down to, it just comes down to if those guys can build real time in season confidence, because, that was, you know, we started two and five last year, and then I think we ripped off like 28 out of 31. And you couldn't have convinced them they were a bad team. Like it, if I stood up in the front of the room last year and told them they weren't very good and not that talented, they would have, they would have laughed at me. And that's just, I think, the challenge of every program around the country is you got to get those guys confident in season, and that's the biggest determining factor. 
Wanted to circle back and maybe peel back the onion a touch on Matthew Marshall. He had 93 strikeouts for your club last year, just a dominating performance against just 12 walks, which is phenomenal. But here's a young man who started his career at Furman. When they dropped the baseball program, how did you ultimately get him to basically just come across town to join your, uh, join your squad? Well, you know, being a local kid, you know, from right here in the upstate, you know, we certainly, you know, we certainly recruited him, knew about him, um, knew who he was, knew his family. And then, you know, obviously it worked out where he, where he went to Furman, which, you know, obviously is a great choice. And, you know, Brett Harker and I are neighbors and good friends. So he mm-hmm. went to play for a great dude. Um, so you couldn't, you know, you're just like, yeah, like he goes to Furman, like, okay. <laughs> like, you know, he didn't go to Wofford, he went to Furman. Like, so you're, you're okay with that. Um, but then it was, you know, when that, when that program was dropped, I mean, we, we could have a whole segment on, how much you know how ridiculous of a decision that was and how they got there and i still can't believe it's even a real thing um but it was just so bizarre because you know i called brett you know immediately and you know just hey man you okay what can you do and this and that and he and you know he's still in shock and the next day he calls me he's like hey man here are the guys i think you need to recruit and i'm like wait what and he goes yeah like and i go like i'm not even ready to talk about that he goes i am and he's like, I just, you know, I want to help these guys and whatever. And, you know, his, his was the first name that came, you know, came out. He's like, look, man, I know you know who he is. Um, you know, and, he, and Matthew hardly pitched at Furman. I mean, he was there for, you know, 15 games. I mean, we, we played 17 games. I don't even know what Furman played that year. I'm assuming something similar. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, I said, okay. You know, I said, you know, I trust you, you know, whatever, blah, blah. So, you know, it worked out and he came over. Um, and to tell you the truth, his first year here, in 21, like if you go back and look at his numbers in 21, I mean, I think it's nice saying they were pedestrian. And then there was just a, you know, there was just a jump, um, you know, from, from that sophomore year into his, you know, into his junior fall, he came back his junior fall and it was, it was a different dude. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I I mean, am I going to sit here and say that Furman not having a baseball team hasn't helped us? Like, no, that's ridiculous. Like now we're the only private school in the upstate playing division one baseball. Like, of course that helps us. But if you'd ask me if I'd rather have them there, like, yeah, I'd rather have them there than not there. Cause I think it's a travesty that Furman doesn't have baseball. Coach SoCon's already a tough enough conference and you guys seem to have a tough non-conference schedule each year. So this isn't exactly new, but just looking through your schedule, I see non-conference games, Michigan state, uh, Georgia, Georgia Tech, uh, Wake Forest, at Tennessee, which really stuck out to me. You guys are predicted to win the conference, to win and, and get that automatic bid. But, and again, this is all just projections. D1 Baseball has y'all projected currently as the four seed in the Gainesville, Florida region, so down there with the Gators. Even if you were to win the conference and have this tough of, an out, of a non-conference schedule, does that still feel like a bit, a bit of a slap to you? Uh, going back to what you mentioned a moment ago with you can't change the logo. If you guys were to win the SOCON, beat some of these big-name non-conference teams, and still only get a four seed in Florida, how would you feel about that? Well, let me tell you what those projections mean, okay? Th- those, those projections mean absolutely zero because I'll tell you going in Sunday morning, going in Sunday morning, going into Sunday morning, we were projected as a two-seed on Baseball America, and then we lose in the conference championship game, and then we're a five seed, which doesn't exist. So, wow. 
to say I could not care less about those projections is, is me being very polite and courteous. And I think if, you know, we go through this year and we have the year that, you know, we have the year that puts us in a position and we have that, like, yeah, you're, you're not a, you're not a four seed. So, but at the end of the day, like, you know, we talk about it all the time. We, we have three, we have three objectives every year. Win the regular season, put together a resume, a full season resume that gets you in the conversation for an at-large bid and win the tournament. Those are three separate things. And last year we did two of the three. And when you leave it in somebody else's hands, this is what happens. And this is the reality of being at Wofford College. This is the reality of being a, a school without sex appeal. And that's it. Like, if we wanted to change it, and I'll tell you right now, had we won one of those games on Sunday, we might have been a two seed in, in last year's regional. It's a 35 RPI or wherever we ended up, you know, would have landed 30, 31 RPI. Like, we could have been a two seed. But as soon as you put it in somebody else's hands, it's easier to put a logo that everybody recognizes. Todd Interdonado, the head baseball coach at Wofford, joining us for a couple of more minutes here on Sports Talk as we look forward to the start of the D1 baseball season. The Terriers will open up at home against Southern Illinois on Friday at 5.30, Saturday afternoon at 2 p.m., and then on Sunday at 1 o'clock. And uh, Coach wanted to get your take on something we discussed with Gary Gilmore down at Coastal Carolina last week. We were talking about, obviously, name, image, and likeness in, in the changing landscape in college athletics, certainly focusing in on baseball and he envisioned, and quite frankly, painted somewhat of a bleak picture for programs like yours at the mid-major level, for lack of a, an unfortunate term. But, but I think fans understand what that means. But he was looking at a team like LSU, and he actually called them a triple-A team with the roster that they have. Do you envision a scenario on down the road, like I think Coach Gilmore does, where a run like they had in 2016 or a run that uh, teams at your level can get to the <clears throat> excuse me to get to the College World Series or uh, uh, Super Regional may not exist anymore because uh, name, image, and likeness has almost priced you guys out of that opportunity. It's interesting. I mean, it's certainly interesting. That's, you know, and I, I will not take the easy way out on that question. You know, the easy way out is, well, it's interesting, and we'll see what happens, and, you know, you never know, and blah, 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 blah. You know, I don't think, you know, unintended consequences – I feel like is, you know, the, a great term to put on this. And, you know, name, image, and, NIL, name, image, and likeness, was written up so a guy who had star power could, owe, could go earn money through marketing, through promotions, like a professional athlete. It was never envisioned to just write a kid a check. That was, that was not the intention of NIL. NIL was, you know, having, like, you go back to somebody like us, like, NIL was written for a guy like Eric Breitenstein, where Eric Breitenstein in the Spartanburg community had star power. He goes and does a car commercial. He goes and does something, and he makes money. Like, that's the original intention of NIL. And then all of a sudden, exactly what happens with everything else, people find a loophole, and now they're just writing checks. And I personally do not think it will ever get to that level, because I think what's going to happen is already people are saying, yeah, yeah, this isn't what's intended. This, this is, I, I don't think this is sustainable. I do not think this is sustainable. And I think eventually it will get corralled. You know, I, I don't agree with the term that the horse has left the barn and this is what it is. Like, I do think it'll get managed. I do think it'll get corralled. Um, but right now it's just, I mean, eventually you're just going to have donors that, that, yeah, we're not giving that kid, you know, we're not giving a baseball player $800,000. Like, we're not. 
Like we're just, we're just not doing that. And, or I think it gets legislated or I think it gets corralled and you got a new NCAA president coming in. So, you know, I, I just think there's way too much unknown. And I do think it actually, you know, like I said, gets handled, but I had this conversation today, like, Make no mistake about it. You cannot legislate morality. You can't write enough legislation to make somebody have a moral compass. You cannot legislate morality. So no matter what you do, you are still going to have moral and immoral people, no matter how many rules you put in place. Todd Inter Donato, the head baseball coach at Wofford College. If there is a, a team, if you don't have a team in the state that you root for regularly, folks, pull for that Terrier logo because these guys are awesome. They deserve to be in the NCAA tournament last year. And, Coach, we wish you all the best. Hopefully we don't have that same discussion at the end of this season. Let's talk about you guys being in the NCAA tournament come June. <laughs> I, would, I would appreciate that conversation. And, like I said, thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate everything. Thank you, Coach. We appreciate that as well. That guy is amazing. We could sit and talk baseball with him for two hours. We don't need Phil back. Pat, we could just leave Coach on. Uh, that guy is just incredible. Love listening to him talk baseball. And I love the fact that he is not afraid and unafraid to say exactly what he feels. And he felt like his team got screwed last year, for lack of a better. I mean, and that's exactly what he said. He said his guys are upset about it. And I would not want to be the first couple of weekends to face the Terriers because they may uh, take their frustrations out on uh, Southern Illinois this weekend before they take on uh, UNC Asheville uh, next Tuesday. All right, 888-898-2525. If you'd like to be on the uh, program, we'll talk a little more baseball. Final half hour of the show, we will hear from Eric Backage, head coach at Clemson. He met with the media yesterday about his first season go round with the uh, Tigers. We'll get his take on that coming up in uh, just a little bit. Plus, we'll check back in up at Little John with Phil Kornblut. Tigers off to a terrific start in a game they've got to have. Just under the 12-minute mark of the first half, Clemson already out in front of Florida State, 20-8. to They are shooting a robust 62% from the field. Tigers being led in scoring early by P.J. Hall already with nine points. He's actually beating Florida State by himself, nine points in just seven minutes of play. All right, we'll take a timeout, come back, go back up to uh, Little John, check in with Phil at the bottom of the hour, and much more. Your phone calls to come as well, 888-898-2525 on a, a busy Wednesday here on Sports Talk. You join us on the other side. <laughs> 